Salutations. I'm your host, Aiden Montoya. Listening is tuning in. Listening is tuning in. I have my guest. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mind Pick Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Montoya, and today's guest is Sam Batteroni, aka Mr. B. He was my former substitute teacher in high school and as well uh, is currently uh, Evanston's high school. Um, and he was always known for being one of the best subs, and he remains active uh, on social media, giving advice and uh, helping others with schoolwork, specifically math. What sort of drove your interest towards math? Um, it's hard to describe. I was kind of born with it. I have always liked math, even when I was, you know, a little kid. That was, math was always my favorite subject. And related to that, I kind of liked science. So that's why I got into engineering. So how did you become a substitute teacher? All right. Uh, I went to, you know, I got out of college and then I, have, I was in engineering for a couple years. And then I lost my job and I was uh, looking around, just figuring out what to do next. And uh, this is back when the economy tanked again, like uh, 2009 or so. So it was really hard to find a job. Uh, This one place I went to was a tutoring center. And uh, they looked over my resume, asked me about my experience. And, you know, they said, we could do a lot more for you if you had a sub certificate. And it was then I realized I could get into substitute teaching. I literally never thought of it until that moment. So when you were a substitute teacher, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me. You were considered one of the best subs. Do you have a secret teaching style? Oh, let's see. It's really weird. I don't know other people's experiences with other subs. so I can never compare. So, uh, but as far as a secret teaching style, uh, not really. It's just... I keep it simple, you know. I only make a big deal of things when not making a big deal would be flaky on my part. So, for example, you know, if I uh, if I see bullying, sexual harassment, things of that nature, then I get angry, and I get angry so rarely that people know they messed up if I get angry. Oh wow! Okay, so there, so you're just genuine. That would be that, and also I try not to do too much. I. Uh, I want people to know that I'm there without being annoying about it. So, you know, I just sit behind the desk. I'll scan the room every couple minutes. And then every couple minutes, I'll also walk around the room, make sure everyone's okay. And then, you know, other than that, I just leave people to their own devices because I want people, I want to be involved enough that they know that I care, but I'm not trying to hover over people and make them feel weirded out. Yeah, that makes sense. And now that you mention it, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to think back to my memories. And and yeah, you did. You were you were very chill. That's the term everybody uses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's what my at least my generation. You know. Oh yeah. Um, what did you? I know that you mentioned it before, but what did you do before substituting? Uh, I did mechanical engineering for a couple years. I had uh, two different jobs in the field. Uh, I just didn't like it too much, actually. I mean, nothing wrong with the employers themselves. Uh, did you ever see Happy Gilmore, the movie? With Adam Sandler? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've seen one scene, and it's where Adam Sandler's yelling at the ball to get into its home. He's, he, he gets down on the ground, stares at the ball, and goes, get in your home! 
And that's how it was with engineering. I just felt like I wasn't in my home. So that's why I just didn't enjoy it too much. I just felt I didn't, I just didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, that makes total sense because if it's not fulfilling, I had a talk about this actually with another person. See, there's a there's a trend I think in 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 behavior when it comes to entrepreneurs and people who stray from their they have they have this calling sort of. So like and if jobs that they that they're doing are not fulfilling fulfilling enough, they they go on to different things to f- try to fulfill themselves. And is this sort of what you were feeling? Yes, very much so. I um, the engineering itself, you know, I uh, one of my jobs I worked with heavy machinery, th- uh, thermal forming plastic, you know, a lot of heavy machinery, and, and in and in and of itself, it was actually pretty cool. It's just for me, it was uh, you know not my calling, so to speak. I mean, of course, I wasn't sitting there thinking, hey, I should be a substitute teacher because, like I said, I didn't think about that until at least two years later when I was at that job interview. Right. I see. So one thing I also was curious about was whenever you'd come into class, you always, you know, you always were happy and you and you always spread a positive attitude with everyone basically in class. And so how did you manage to keep that? Uh, there's a couple ways. Uh, first, I had to remember that, you know, I could I could set the tone of the period. I could make things go really poorly if I uh, carried myself poorly, and I wanted to make a good experience for people. Uh, also, whatever problems existed, it was 42 minutes at a time. So the vast majority of the problems that I dealt with, you know, once the period ended and the students left, that was the end of the problem. Now, of course, every once in a while you get a problem where you'd have to talk to your boss later in the day over some incidents, you know, person A hit person B or what was said amongst the students, da, 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 da. But the vast majority of the times the uh, problem ended when the period ended. Uh, Also, it's about having proper perspective. High school is when you all get the goofy out of your system. So, of course, I'm going to expect hijinks. And also, what did, it's a theme of humanity. Teenagers are tired of adults telling them what to do. And I'm the adult of choice to be rebelled against because, you know, I don't have power over the grade or parents' contact info. So I kind of took the brunt of it, and I understood my role. You know, I didn't take it too seriously. I took it in stride. And so, yeah, I love how you, the, the perspective you bring to that because you're, you're exactly right. You know, these, you know, these, you know, I say kids and I'm like, I'm not far off. I'm still learning myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but like the perspective you mentioned about how that this is goofy time and mm-hmm. you, you understand and realize that, that, that cycle is, mm-hmm. is prevalent. And I think that's an interesting perspective to have, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what what lessons or teachings do you try to instill in, in these students? Well, a lot of times it just has to be general life skills because the only thing I could really have, the only thing I have the knowledge to teach is math. 
And sometimes I've done long-term assignments for teachers who have uh, been away like maternity leave or whatnot. But the majority of my times, the majority of the classes I sub for are subjects that I know little about. So if I try to help the student, it's about, you know, general life things. Uh, what I try to get, a couple things I try to help them on is, you know, uh, focus, you know, not, not compare themselves to each other. Because a lot of students like to compare, you know, this student uh, is getting this grade, I'm getting this grade. It's just like, just focus on yourself. Because, you know, it's not a competition. The only person you're in competition with is yourself. So I try to get them to understand that. Um, I also try to get them to have a healthy appreciation for monotony. Monotony. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that word. That's like boredom. Boredom. Or like oh, I see. routine. Okay. Like routine. Because uh if you're trying to if you're gonna base all your happiness on excitement and entertainment and something cool happening every day, you're gonna lead a pretty sad life because a lot of days just nothing really exciting happens. Nothing great, nothing terrible, it's just another day. And you can get through it. That's why I try to tell people to have appreciation for Monday to Thursday, not just keep wishing for Friday, because you're wasting a lot of your life if you do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and one thing I try to do also is um, tamp down some of the uh, bullying issues. Uh, now, do you remember back in preschool how everybody was was friends with each other? And then as you all got older, you know, we all start making these divisions between social classes and based on, you know, any number of criteria, wealth, uh, external appearance, whatnot. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I try to tamp that down in that, uh, Whenever students try to flex, I remind them, y'all are equally dupus. It's your parents who have, you know, you all are equally poor. It's your parents who have money, you know, or, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they're all under the authority of their parents. So it's not like they have a lot of room to flex. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know exactly. And I like how you brought and how you brought up preschool and how preschool is is a part like you mentioned how people think in preschool and how when they get older, they're psychologically speaking, they start to develop um, the, the, their own ego and it, it formulates into what's seen as cool. And then it, it, it breaks off into like many different things. And it's interesting. Yeah. For me, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be Freud and explain why it happens. Yeah. All I know is that in preschool, everyone was chill, got along, and somewhere along the line, for whatever reason, it all went wrong. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know the, um, the psychology behind it either. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, it's, it's interesting. So why do you, one thing that also, you remain very active on social media, I've seen. Why do you help people who've graduated? Oh, let me see. Um, why do I help people? There's a song by the Eagles. I don't know if you've heard of them. They were a band like 70s, 80s, uh, made a lot of good music. One of their songs is I Can't Tell You Why. And that's pretty much my answer here. It's not that I refuse to tell you. It's just that I can't think of a good concrete reason why. Uh, all I could say is that it's not like I have a 
a switch on me where I go from caring about you all to not caring. It's not like you're at graduation, you grab your degrees and I'm booting you out the door or anything like that. I, all I could do is tell you why, what it's, why I could tell, all I could do is tell you why it's two reasons that aren't why I keep investing in you all. You know, it's not to, uh, keep in touch with you so that later in life when you become rich and famous, I could acquire, uh, money from you or if you open your business so I could get free merch or services. It's not that at all. It's also definitely not, uh, you all are the kids I never had because that'd be weird. You know, yeah. I mean, people <laughs> say that they're emotionally needy. I'm sorry. I'll put that out there, but that's definitely not the case either. I mean, if I wanted kids, I'd go have kids, but that's just not the reason that's not in the equation. I see. So yeah, I think that's, you just, I think it goes back to that. You're, you're just a genuine person and you, you like investing in these people. And, but at the same token, what drives you to help kids who are still in high school? Uh, well, let's see. Anyone could get 18 year olds to like them or 14 to 18 year olds, high schoolers. Anyone could do that. All you got to do is say the right things, push the right buttons, da 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 da. Tell people what they want to hear. Let them act however they want. Anyone could do that. I'm not trying to get 18 year olds to like me. I'm trying to get 28 year olds who, when they look through their high school yearbook, they just remember, oh, Batteroni. He cared. He did his job. That's my that's my end goal. That's the end goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, I see. That that kind of brings up another thought in my head when you said that because these these kids that you form the relationships with and your intentions behind it they're genuine and they're they're good. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for us to stay in your life? To be honest, it actually isn't. I know that sounds odd, but let me explain. Let's say if after graduation everyone flipped me the middle finger and left the building, right? Right. It really wouldn't affect me any. I mean, I still, you know, I'd still be subbing, you know. I realize not everyone's going to like me. So that actually wouldn't bother me. Uh, I get So uh, life would still go on. So uh, if people, you know, told me, you know, if they flipped me the middle finger and wanted nothing to do with me, you know, I wouldn't be any worse for wear. Uh, but I like keeping in touch with people, just being on the periphery, just seeing how you all grow up. Uh, like I think two years ago, you know, I posted that, uh, kindergarten, you know, that's German. It actually means garden of children. Like you're raising them up. And the picture was of me watering some flowers, you know, um, the reason I like doing that is because the reason I like to see how you all are doing is that high school is, you know, your last stop before adulthood. And, uh, you know, as time progresses, I just like to see how you all developed. That's all. I see. So how do you feel when you've seen us all grow up, grown up? Uh, it's actually a quote unquote changing answer. And the reason I say that is, uh, right now, my oldest grad, I think, or 26. Yeah. Uh, so as time progresses, you know, uh, and the oldest people get older and the youngest ones just get out of high school, my answer changes to that. 
some of you all have had children already. Some of you have already become married. So um, I think a lot of it is just uh, I'm taken aback by it. Uh, now I'm taken aback by it. It's like, wow, I get to see how these people progress in life. So do you sort of, when you look at us all growing up, do you sort of see similarities in, in, in yourself when you were growing up? No, not particularly. Not particularly. So no, I, mean, I say that in neither a good nor bad way. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I don't see the similarities. Well, as in like when you were growing up and you were looking at all these other people, like say your peers at the time, mm-hmm. did, did you, are you kind of seeing like how these people are growing up and how they're fitting certain descriptions? Uh, somewhat, because in high school, most of my, uh, the vast majority of my friends were a year younger than me. So, uh, I didn't really, uh, look, I didn't have any really older people to look up to, like people like two or three years older. Uh, and then when I got to be an adult, like around like between 18 and 26, like the age of people I know about, um, I was still changing a lot. So, and then I also, uh, uh, moved, uh, and then, um, I do see some similarities of like, uh, just trying to make sure, uh, make good, wise decisions. Um, just trying to find your identity that too. Uh, those are the similarities I've seen. Find your identity. I see. Okay. So how did you find, how did you find your love for math? Um, I was just born with it, you know, it, uh, I, um, even when I was a little tiny guy, like even third grade, I, math was my favorite class. So you just grew up having a natural, uh, sort of. Yeah. A natural bent towards math and definitely not towards English because I don't do well with large blocks of uninterrupted text. I usually like <laughs> a diagram or an equation in there. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I when I when I went to college, I got an opportunity to speak to a lot of a lot of uh, uh, math people, people who are, who who like math, and and they they all have sort of a similar story, and they and I, they tend to think like very abstractly. Like for example, there was this one kid who I was sitting next to, and I just I was just talking to him because you know I was asking him questions about like oh how what are your professors like, and he told me you know one of his professors he's he genuinely thinks he's crazy because he would go up and he would write all these equations uh, with, you know, chalkboard is the preferred way of doing it. And he'd break the pieces of chalk every time he'd write, or he'd, he'd, um, he'd yell at the class or something like that. And, and, and it's just, it's interesting to see sort of how, how they think and how they look at life. Would you say that that's something you share as an interest? Um, I need to mull that over. Can you repeat the question? So, uh, mathematicians, what I my, what I was referring to when I went off in the rant, it was mathematicians are think abstractly and look at life differently. That's the question. Do you do you feel that way? Ask for a lot of people's opinions on what they think on matters because I a lot of times keep to myself. I would say I I would not be surprised if I look at things differently because sometimes I'll look at. Uh, internet chat rooms about various subjects or just things people say. And I'm thinking, well, that's pretty strange or I don't, I really don't see it that way. I see. 
What advice would you give to kids who have graduated and kids who have not graduated who are still in high school? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, for the graduates, uh, well, the ones who just graduated, you know, it's very important for them to uh, stop and think. And the reason I say that is uh, when you're 17 and 364 days old, compared to 18 years old in one day, you know, that's just two days of difference. So you're exactly the same person, but your life has changed. You know, the legal consequences of any wrongdoing you do are a lot greater now because you're an adult. Also, a lot more things could go wrong, like you're legally able to sign for loans. So you might sign for a loan with a bad uh, APR to it, you know, uh, so, um, and, you know, and other such matters. So once they get graduate, I just, they just need to stop and think. Um, I know the tendency is, oh, I don't have to listen to mom or dad. So I'm just going to run off the rails. But yeah, I, I would definitely say stop and think. Um, let's see. And also, uh, to be good at, uh, the term now is adulting. You know, it's just adult used as a verb. Uh, which I actually kind of like the word, you know, just focus on, you know, it's not about doing great things. Uh, just avoid doing stupid things. That's all you have to do. Now, what sometimes us adults do, like we try to flex for each other, like you do in high school. What we do is we have this site called LinkedIn where people compare their jobs and try to find jobs. And, you know, somebody might be the executive VP of blah, 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 or they might have their own business. Thing is, people can't get caught up in what other people are doing because all that does is make you feel bad about yourself. It leads to jealousy. Uh, so I would just say focus for for any young adult, you know, anyone who's just, you know, new to adulthood, just focus on what you could do to better yourself and just be happy for others. Sounds like very, very good advice. Just stop and think. And the, the point is to, to not do anything stupid. I like that. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, it's like, who says, hey, Batarani is a substitute teacher. That's so cool. Da, 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 da. It's like nobody. It's like... I don't care what they think. I'm doing me, you know, and if somebody earns a ton of money doing what they do. I'm happy for them because they're doing what they're doing. So what drives you to keep, to keep going? Uh, yeah, it's about, uh, you know, I don't, I just want the 28 year olds to respect me. I mean, 18 year olds, anyone can pander to minors any, you know, but it's, you know, I just want them, you know, after they've had years of adulthood, they look back in the yearbook. I just want them to remember, you know, if they remember me, because, you know, I'm a sub. I don't think I'll be remembered remember too much. You. I just want to be remembered that I care and that I did my job well. I see. And you did. I think you did. Um, you know, look at look at where we are now. You know, <laughs> I still remember after all those years, I still remember uh, all the substitute teachers and specifically you and, and um you know, it's just when somebody has an impact on your life, specifically teachers, it can really go a long way, seriously. Like, and I've seen that. It's kind of odd because, you know, the permanent teachers, you see your teacher every day and then your teacher will also, you know, they're responsible for your academic development, grading your materials, updating your parents. Whereas with this, us subs, it's a completely different skill set. 
you know, it's a day-to-day, uh, you know, your assignment usually changes from day-to-day. Um, and then, you know, you're not really responsible for the academic content, or at least the vast majority of the time you're not. Uh, so it's a different skill set. And also a given student won't see the same sub day to day. So that's why, you know, I'm a little hesitant to say, you know, I'd be remembered. Well, Mr. B, I think you have an awesome perspective on life as well as, you know, teaching. I, I like I like your teaching style and, you know, thank you for coming on today. Oh, you're very welcome. This is an IQ podcast.